Governor, I was there as your state senator and fought for justice as an assistant district attorney for Senator Arlen Specter and Governor Ed Rendell. My law firm, Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash, has offices in Feasterville, Philadelphia, and in New Jersey. We hope you never have an accident, but if you or a loved one does, give me a call at Dial Law, toll-free number 888-DIAL-LAW or 215-DIAL-LAW, or in New Jersey, 856-DIAL-LAW. We also do workers' compensation, Social Security, disability, criminal defense, and all general law focused on helping people. Our firm has been providing successful legal representation for 40 years. We have 20 attorneys and myself ready to serve you. Tune into our new radio show, Senator Bob Rovner Talks to the Stars, every Saturday from 2 to 4 on AM 860 WWDB. Join me and my co-host, Councilman Frank Rizzo, and you can hear us on our website, www.dial-law.com. Remember, R&R, Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4, Rizzo and Rovner. Thank you. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss wellness, wholeness, and wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. The holidays are upon us, but if you're one of the nearly 21 million Americans with diabetes, how do you enjoy yourself and stick to a healthy eating plan at the same time? Find out at your one-stop resource for complete and up-to-date diabetes information, OneTouchGold.com. From LifeScan, makers of OneTouch blood glucose monitors, the site has all of this and more. For example, this month at OneTouchGold.com, you'll find holiday survival tips that can help you enjoy yourself without overindulging or denying yourself the foods you love. Follow the simple strategies to keep your diabetes management on track and have a great holiday at the same time. But your festive December OneTouchGold.com contains even more. As always, you'll find a quick customized fitness plan and all the latest research, plus health-related coupons and a monthly sweepstakes. You'll find it all free when you register at OneTouchGold.com. That's OneTouchGold.com. The opinions and statements expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of WWDB, its staff, or management. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Call with your questions or comments at 610-664-4100. Now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Good morning to those of you listening to our live broadcast today, December 9, 2006, and good day to those of you listening to a rebroadcast some other time. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard at WWDB 860 on the AM dial. On January 13, 2007, we will air this program at a new time, 9 a.m. On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Last Saturday, we rebroadcast the Michael Neal interview, You Can Have What You Want. At that show's end, we discussed the herb butcher's broom and the yoga asana gomukhasana. 
If you missed that show, you can go to our website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio show link, scroll down to the show you want, and click the button under it to listen to the show. If you want to set up an appointment with me, call 610-687-6184. For general, general information, call 610-660-7710. Later, when we open the phone lines, call 610-664-4100 to ask a question of our guest. In February, the show will be simulcast on an international Internet station, and there will be an 800 number for those of you outside of the southeastern Pennsylvania area. Our guest today is Barbara Collins, a local management development consultant, executive coach, professor, keynote speaker, and author of It's Your Turn, Find Your Authentic Self and Go Fetch It, full of fun and exciting ways for you to discover the true you and create a career you deserve. At the end of the program, we will discuss the herbs catnip and the yoga asana, Janu Sirsasana. Now it's time for our wellness news, uh, acupuncture and weight loss by Lindsay Siegel and Brian Kramer, a licensed acupuncturist. Uh, this came out of the carolinanewswire.com. They said weight gain is one of the most common complaints among adults. According to the American Association of Family Physicians, the average American adult gains 40 pounds between the ages of 20 and 40. That rate has increased steadily over the past 20 years. They say keys to weight loss are important for all adults. Uh, University of Pennsylvania researchers recently concluded that uh, because in addition uh, to increased activity, lifestyle changes are a critical component of any successful weight loss program. Uh, many Americans are rejecting traditional treatments and seeking an alternative form of therapy. Acupuncture, an ancient medical uh, procedure, is now offered by many mainstream medical practices in the nation. Uh, promoting overall health and providing lifestyle, they say, is the objective of acupuncturists. Uh, they do this using techniques that alleviate physical and emotional stress, leaving the patient feeling healthier with little or no discomfort. Uh, lately, lifestyle modifications, they explain, uh, has been identified as one of the most important elements in developing a weight loss plan. Uh, some experts even say that it should be the first step the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases recently compared weight loss treatments that used lifestyle changes to those that employed traditional medicated therapy. The study determined that treatments that helped with lifestyle adaptation produced greater weight loss for adults than medicated weight loss. According to the North American Association for the Study of Obesity, important lifestyle factors that contribute to weight loss include stress, level of activity, and eating habits. Uh, one of the acupuncture's uh, main focuses is helping patients' ability to make necess necessary lifestyle changes, end quote. Uh, people's concerns, they say, include a lack of energy, increased stress, and difficulty with pain from new exercise regimens. Acupuncture, they explain, is helpful because it increases patients' energy, making them want to exercise, and also alleviates the pain associated with a new exercise routine. Acupuncture helps, they explain, if there is a metabolic condition that may result in weight gain. It increases metabolism, reduces food cravings, and improves body-wide circulation. Surveys in complementary medicine tested the effects of acupuncture on randomly selected patients who had experienced varied health problems, including chronic pain and fatigue, for as long as 40 years. 
The patients they reported uh, alleviation of pain as well as large increases in energy. Some patients even reported improved strength. Uh, acupuncture has more specifically been found to reduce weight and cholesterol levels by mobilizing energy stores. Chinese researchers found that subjects who received acupuncture lost twice as much weight as patients on diet. So I would imagine um, uh, you may want to figure out how to go about finding an expert uh, acupuncturist. Uh, they suggest that the National Certification Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine, uh, as well as the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, might good place be, might be good places to start, and they should be able to help you with choosing the right acupuncturist and indirecting indirectly losing weight. Okay, now as I said earlier, our guest today is Barbara Collins. She's a management development consultant, executive coach, professor, keynote speaker, and author. She began her career as an educator in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, educating fourth graders. Uh, later, she became a high school guidance counselor. Barbara was passionate and about teaching and working with students. As a divorced and single parent, she left education to increase her income. Barbara entered the corporate world as a human resources development manager at Independence Blue Cross in Philadelphia, where during her 11 years, she designed and implemented training programs for more than 1,400 employees. She was later employed as an organizational development internal consultant, assisting in the corporate-wide total quality and diversity culture change initiative at Core States Financial, also in Philadelphia. She has a BA in science from Cheney State University, a master's in education specializing in counseling psychology from Antioch University, and a doctorate in group and organizational behavior from Temple University. During Barbara's 20-plus years in business, she created her own consulting company, Positive Trends, Inc., specializing in helping organizations develop and implement strategic initiatives to enhance work productivity and achieve organizational goals. Today, Barbara's life has transformed from what she had to do into doing what she loves and what feels authentically right. She is working in her dharma, a feeling of timelessness. Her inner search during the past 20 years has taken her on a wonderful and exciting journey of self-discovery that finds her a TV and print commercial actor, associate professor, professional keynote speaker, and executive coach. Barbara currently provides her expertise in helping people create authentic second and third careers. She offers fun and exciting ways to discover the true you and create the career you deserve with her keynote, It's Your Turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Parthenia. How um, are you? Fine, thank you. And yourself? Fine, fine. This is exciting. Thank you for having me. Where exactly you are uh, exactly are you this morning? Well, I'm in my <laughs> office. Oh, okay. my uh, master bedroom, and this is where I do all my work. And I just got finished meditating. Oh. So this is a great time for me to share with your listeners. Wonderful. Uh, where exactly are you from? Uh, excuse me. I'm originally from New York City. Oh, okay. I was born and raised in the Bronx. And when I was 12 years old, my parents moved me out to Long Island to the suburbs. So that's my original home, New York City. Okay. So where did you what what did you first realize uh, or when did you first realize teaching wasn't the right fit? 
You know, it's interesting. Um, growing up in my era, teaching was the main profession, mm-hmm. and my parents sort of, you know, coaxed me into it, and I also loved teaching. But when I was raising my two kids, as much as I loved teaching fourth grade and being a high school counselor, I realized mm-hmm. that I had two girls to put through college, mm-hmm. you know, as a single parent. And I had to pursue another form of employment. And one of the clues for me was, you know, when you're teaching in the summertime, you have an opportunity to try other things. And I was giving free workshops for women on assertiveness training. Assertiveness was a high buzzword during the 70s. So I had an excellent career counselor at Temple who was able to transfer my skills into training adults. So I practiced uh, consciously visualization, my own visualization techniques, because I knew nothing about what corporate America looked like. (laughs) So I really left teaching at a time when I knew my children were going to uh, be able to go to college and I needed to get more money. And it worked because that's when I started working at Blue Cross in 1985. And I guess in a way you never really left teaching. Uh, because you are importing, you know, you are in, um, imparting knowledge to uh, quite a few people in many different ways. Uh, so. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, right. Teaching transfers to training, and that, I think that's why my resume was not that difficult to sort of convert my skills to adult teaching. Very good. Um, before we go to break, uh, I'm going to let you know what my next question is. I, I want to get a feel for how you got. Oh, from uh, got to the next step. Where did you go from teaching, and what inspired you to make that first uh, choice uh, at that time? Okay. Okay, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies. My main office is in the Tubala Plaza building, Suite 300 in Ballot-Kenwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments or 610-660-7710 for general information. Stay tuned for our return with author Barbara Collins. It's your turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Talking about fun and exciting ways to help you discover the true you and create the career you deserve. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. 
Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. On January 13, 2007, the show will move to 9 a.m. because we uh, will be simulcast on an international internet station. You can still hear us on WWDB, but it will be at, eight, at 9 a.m. Today we are talking with author Barbara Collins. It's your turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Okay, Barbara, how did you get from teaching to your next career or your next? You mean teaching to how do I get from teaching to training at Blue Cross? Correct. That was a very conscious, deliberate process. Mm. You know, during the uh, late 70s, you did not, we did not have a lot of books about self-development visualization, and we had no really Oprah the way she is today. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, I picked up a wonderful book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z, called Creative Living Through Psycho-Cybernetics. And one of the things Dr. Maltz said was, if you can see it, you can create it. Mm -hmm. And I earnestly wanted to go into corporate. So I deliberately cut out pictures of what I thought a corporate office looked like. (laughs) And I put it on large poster boards and put them up in my bathroom where I would see it every day. I also picked up a book by Bowles. I know you know this book, Mm -hmm. What Color Is Your Parachute, which is probably in its, what, 13, 14th printing, I think. And it said, conduct informational interviews if you want to change careers. So I picked out about three of my friends who worked in corporate America and spent about 15 minutes with them each because, you know, they were very busy people, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to take too much time. But they were lovingly so supportive. But, you know, what is so interesting the first visualization I have for going into a corporate was visiting a friend of mine who was senior VP at a major hospital, riding up this elevator to the like the 40th floor, pressing. <laughs> I said, "My goodness, you've got to really have your office on high floor." <laughs> you know, as a teacher, you just go one floor and then two, <laughs> maybe two. And then I remember walking on this thick carpet her office and she was sitting at this large beautiful mahogany desk and I remember she didn't have a whole lot of papers on her desk <laughs> like a school teacher oh. so and, you know so I spent about 15 minutes with each of these people and learned about what they do and sort of visualized well this is what it's like so to fast forward you know it took about six months of visualization and interviewing, and I remember, you know, after sending my resume out to a lead I had, the manager at Blue Cross said to show up at 7 a.m. for this interview, and all I remember, fast forward, (laughs) was saying, somebody calling me saying, you have gotten the job. Wow. But here's how visualization 
Remember that 40th floor? Yeah. Well, I was like on the 35th floor. Mm. And I remember walking in, seeing this beautiful desk, not as big as hers, the senior VP, because I wasn't that high at that time, but it still mm. was a mahogany desk. <laughs> and I just had a, a, a beautiful big aha. I said, you know, all you have to do is visualize it and work hard to gather the information. And the universe just opens up to you. It does seem to work quite that way. I, I, I think it takes time for people to accept that and plunge, you know, take the plunge uh, to make that happen. Oh, it does. Apart. It really does. When did finding your authentic self become an objective, and, and how did you know that was the solution you needed? Well, um, in my book I talk about this because this was a pivotal mm -hmm. moment. And, and let me make a little segue. You know, midlife, I'm doing a lot of rich research on midlife development, especially for women. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about midlife when I had my pivotal moment, but I knew as they talk about midlife that it's like a nudge. It's like an awakening uh, that you need to do something to complete yourself, to wholeness. Mm -hmm. But my pivotal moment was um, when my daughter was graduating from Freedom Theater, and we all went to see her wonderful, wonderful graduation performance. And we were so excited. I was just thrilled with pride and joy. And then the second part of the evening was the adult graduate. And a woman came on and recited a poem, Who Am I? Mm. And listening to her poem, I got very teary because I said to my, well, my friends was, why are you crying? I said, I don't know. But her poem touched me. Because later on, I realized I knew I was a mother, I knew I was a wife, I knew I was a teacher, I knew I was a friend, but I really felt that I didn't know who I really, really am. And that poem set me on a rediscovery journey of finding out who Barbara really is. I mean, I love being all in all. My mother, even though I was moving towards a divorce, I still love being a teacher, and a, wasn't, I didn't like those roles, but I knew something was missing. Right. Complete description of yourself. Yeah. It just wasn't totally who I was. Well, who, aside from family and friends, provided you with the greatest inspiration? I think at that time, the inspiration, because remember, there weren't too many books. Right. And I, and I really didn't know where to go. I couldn't go to my friends. I mean, they consciously did not know at that time what I was going to. So I was a reader, and I believe that when you read, you learn so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, would, I would believe that Dr. Wayne Dwyer okay. was my inspiration at that time. And so was Norman Vincent Peale, who was the premier of positive thinking. Okay. I used to watch shows like Robert Schuller. Mm -hmm. You know, those were people my inspiration. Um, and interesting enough, there weren't a lot of women at that time. I was reading books by, early books by Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. You know, she was my inspiration at that time. But those were the people that showed me that there is a path to finding out who you are. But first, I had to embrace the love of Barbara that this journey is okay. But I think one of the most important people out of those, because after I started reading the books, this fear set in. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, 
you mean I've got to delve into who I really am? And, you know, there was some fear as to uncovering some layers of me, you know, the unknown. Sure. Uh, you know, my role models helped me to get some courage. But, you know, I said to myself, look, I can't do this by myself. I have to get some counseling. And even though I was in some divorce counseling at the time, I asked my therapist about this authentic, what was I going through? And she sort of smiled and said, welcome to midlife development. <laughs> I said, what? Oh, boy. Yeah, but it was fear. She said, when that little nudge hits you, the fear sets in. So I pursued focusing on my therapy to give me some courage of loving Barbara to say it's my turn now to find out who I am. So I had to first uh, build a foundation of saying I'm worthy of finding out who I am. So that was like the prerequisite, mm -hmm. loving myself into rediscovery. Well, have you always been a writer, or was writing something that evolved and became a necessity when you had to put your book out? Oh, that's a great question, Parthenia. Mm -hmm. No, because I wrote, as you know, to to maintain great good grades in college. Sure, um, it was you know a requirement, and but my mother was a grammarian, so <laughs> <laughs> I never moved towards writing because I could always hear a voice. Make sure you you cross your T's and make sure you get your adjectives. So I was never moved towards writing. I didn't know the wonderful creative process, mm -hmm. but I I had to move towards writing. Because to move into the fear of the unknown, there were so many emotions that were surfacing that my therapist said, you need to write about this. So that's when I first started writing was journaling. Well, now, in your book, you, you talk about um, what I'm calling a, a philosophical inspiration. You, you talk about Sankofa. Oh, yes. Would you like to explain uh, what that's all oh, about? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I started writing my book. Um, it took me about three and a half years to write it. Mm -hmm. The Sankofa theme did not come to the end. To, well, I should say towards the end of the book, and, and probably its fourth draft. I saw a movie called Sankofa, and some of your readers, uh, listeners may have seen the movie by mm -hmm. Haile Jirima, which what I think was was uh, came out maybe 12, 15 years ago. Uh, it was a wonderful movie about the independence of Ghana. Sankofa is a bird in Ghana that has a long beak, and it turns its head completely around to clean its feathers out of the back. The symbol of that Sankofa comes from the Ghanaian language in Ghana, which is called Akan. Sankofa means return to the past, to move forward. And it was a symbol in Ghana as it moved towards its independence because Ghana was such a rich, rich nation, rich, rich country. And when it received its independence from colonization, they felt in order to recapture that strength that they had before colonization, they needed to return to the past to remember who they were as a country. So I use the theme Sankofa in my book, in my journey, for people to return to the past when they felt strong or when they had more information about who they are, and also to use this information to move forward to create their authentic self. 
Well, your book does that beautifully. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a small book, but it is chock full of so much, and you certainly don't feel like it's a small book. You feel like there's experience after experience, uh, revelation after revelation, uh, chock full of activity. Uh, So it's a very interesting juxtaposition um, that you would go through there. But anyway, the book beautifully tells people how to manifest career changes. What made you think that was what you needed to write about? Well, when I was working at Core States as an internal change management consultant, my vice president asked me to design a program to help employees sort of define their career inside the corporation. So I designed a program called Career Empowerment Strategy. During that time when I was facilitating these workshops and I was starting to remember my own journey of how to create a career, and I started documenting it down. But most of all, most importantly, in these workshops at Core State, people were sharing with me how they felt very stuck in not knowing how to find their hidden gems and their talents. I mean, people knew their job description, mm-hmm. but when I pushed them to dig deeper into finding out who they are and what they bring into this world, it was very challenging for them. Because well, I think people very easily know what they don't want, right? <laughs> where they want to leave, yes, you know, that kind definitely. of thing. But uh, t- deciding where to go and why is is the harder part. It's very difficult. And I use a lot of the theories of Carl Jung, mm-hmm. psychotherapist, who I really, really uh, love to refer to with the Myers-Briggs-type personality instrument that I facilitate. But Carl Jung says we come into this world with a blueprint. You know, we all bring something. He believes we come into this world good, not bad. Mm-hmm. We come into this world with genes and DNA that has some good in it, with some skills and some talents. All we have to do is go back and reach for it. But we don't have to go back so far. So I would help my participants with different activities to sort of shake up their brains and to remember what things they were doing at a young age that they did easily and effortlessly because that's your first clue for your authentic self. Mm. That's your first clue. Uh, And at least it's some information that you can start rediscovering to check out, whether it's something you really want to do. So that's where it started at the Career Empowerment Strategies Workshops, and then I changed it to It's Your Turn. And I have a lot of fun with people in helping them first understand what's going on uh, in midlife and then understand that maybe you might need some prerequisite work, which is convincing yourself that you are worthy Mm -hmm. to look back, and then take them through the four steps that I talk about in my book. Well, now, your book is in five chapters. It goes gracefully, I must say, from understanding authenticity to discovering your authenticity to creating your career vision, to developing a career portfolio, and your networking, networking, networking. Now, we're going to have a break in a few seconds, and I want you to share with my listener, our listeners what authenticity is. Sure. Um, I think we have a, a cliché concept of what that is. 
but I think you present it very nicely in your book, and uh, I'd like you to share that. Okay. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies with my main office in the Two Bala Plaza building, Suite 300 in Bala Coomwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments, 610-660-7710 for general information. Stay tuned for our return with author Barbara Collins. It's your turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM860 WWDB. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Remember, January 13, 2007, we start airing at 9 a.m. on the East Coast with an internet uh, rebroadcast 12 hours later. Uh, We're talking today with author Dr. Barbara Collins about her book, It's Your Turn, with fun and exciting ways to help you discover the true you and create the career you deserve. What is authenticity? Well, (laughs) You know, it seems like it's the buzzword of the the century, but authenticity is such a rich, rich historical term because the authentic part of ourselves is who we really are. If you look at a picture of a baby, Mm -hmm. babies are authentic because they're doing everything naturally to who they are at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Dwyer shows a picture uh, of a baby in his presentation when he talks about inspiration because babies have that natural smile and they already demonstrated that they're here. What happens as we get older, life defines who we are. Life defines who we are based on our careers, our marriage, Um, our relationships, and what tends to happen, we tend to suppress 
the part of ourselves that is so natural to who we are. And the natural part of ourselves are things that we do without even thinking about it. And those are the things that we bring into this world. Um, for example, my daughter, when she was born, uh, as she grew older, there was a natural tendency for her to act, to <laughs> sing, to perform. And she did that so easily and effortlessly in high school. She did it so easily and effortlessly in junior high school. Life kicked in for her, which means I have to get a job, I have to make money, I have to create a career. And for some reason in her divine growth, she did not move towards acting because she had a mother who, me, (laughs) (laughs) as a mother would do, as a parent would do, saying, well, you know, acting, you know, is pretty competitive. I never dissuade her from moving towards it. I said, move towards it in college and major in something that you can fall back on. So life kicked in, and she ended up being an attorney. Wow. But what's happening now, and she also was an excellent writer, you know, as a child. But And she used it well in college. You know, she was on the newspaper. Uh, she wrote for the newspaper, and she did some things. But, <clears throat> of course, it came well as an attorney. <clears throat> Excuse me. But now Monique, who is now 37, is moving back towards her creative self. She's doing a lot of writing. And she was modeling and acting um, after law school. So you see, for me, the authentic part of ourselves are those things that we can remember that we were doing in our Dharma when life was timeless. Mm. And for those listeners who are probably saying to themselves now, (coughs) excuse me, well, right now, I can't even remember. Well, yes, you can't remember right now because you're listening to Parsini and me. And you haven't had the opportunity to just sit quietly or talk to friends or mm-hmm. whoever to sort of jog your brain. But if you can... Oh, here's another good example. A woman I met in a workshop said to me, I know, I get it, I know my own. And I said, what do you do? Well, she gave me a card, and uh, I looked over briefly, but I didn't see. She said, oh, this is just my job. This is my work. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what I really do. (laughs) She said, I make the best peanut brittle. (laughs) And I just discovered that I make the best peanut brittle when I sold out of my boxes of peanut brittle at a meeting of women I was attending. Well, her whole posture changed. When she talked about this peanut brittle, and I said, what made you decide to make peanut brittle? She said, well, I remember growing up as a child, I was always in the kitchen watching my mother make this candy. And when I started making it, I remember how much joy it brought me. Mm-hmm. Now, the joy has turned into her second career because she, the kind of work she's doing, her marketing skills were added to this entrepreneurial venture of making peanut brittle. So you see, authentic life means to go back and find out our true self. 
because I don't even, I, it doesn't matter if someone's life has turned downward in incarceration or drugs or any adverse life a person is living. I firmly believe that underneath all those layers, there is some good. Mm-hmm. I be- and that's the premise of my whole keynote and in my book. Right. Well, you have many activities that facilitate the authenticity of discovery. Can you share some of them uh, with our listeners? I, I especially like the Roundup Your Old Crew activity. Oh, that's, I that I, no, that's everyone's favorite who <laughs> reads my book. And it's one of my favorites. Um, when I was in, you know, when I was beginning to rediscover who I am, and this is the truth, Parthenia, I just went by my gut. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting one day, I said, you know, if I'm going to go back, I need to go back to high school to figure out what was I doing because I really consciously could not remember. You know, I had vague remembrance of high school. And as you get older, they get vaguer and vaguer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this no. is word. <laughs> but anyway, I said, you know, I'm going to call up some of my friends that I went to high school with. And I called up about six of them. I hadn't talked to, oh, my goodness, in maybe ten years, some six. Some. But anyway... High school buddies are always your buddies. So I called them up and told them that I just wanted to hang out with them at dinner. I did not tell them that I was trying to find out who I am. That's too heavy. Mm. And they would probably <laughs> they would have say, run. oh, They'd no. They've gone the other way. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. they would, they got enough problems of their own. <laughs> so I said, no. And I really did want to meet them for dinner and talk to them. So we all met at Jezebel's in New York City. And we had a wonderful time. And in the middle of dinner, I said, you know, I really have a hidden agenda. I said, I've been doing some work, and fi- and we're all about the same age. I, you know, we all were the same age. I was doing some work on finding out who I am. Could you please share with me what was I doing in high school that seemed to you that I was having so much fun and doing it easily and effortlessly? And they all ch- they said, oh, well, that's easy, Barbara. That's e-. And first, before they said that part of you, they said, oh, so this is all about you. <laughs> I said, well, kind okay. of, yeah. And? And. <laughs> and they said, well, that's easy. You were the one that always loved to perform in the high school plays. Wow. And um, remember, I said, oh, yeah, you just said you were in the school choir, and you would volunteer to perform in plays like My Fair Lady and Meet Me in St. Louis, which was so different from our culture. But it just drew me to the stage. And I said, you know, you're right. I remember that. And they said, you made us go to all these plays to see you and watch you rehearse. Made them go. <laughs> I said, you have to come watch me. You have to. And they would come and they would say, wow, she really likes to do this. And I also, they said, you were a track. You ran track. So I remembered that I loved to move my body, you know, that I was an athlete. Um, and then my girlfriend Diane said, but Barbara, what we remember about you, you always like to give a party at your house for mm-hmm. whatever reason for us. If somebody got a good grade, somebody was going to college, but they said you were so organized. They said we never saw someone that would take seriously a giving a party but so organized down to the end. You know, Parthena, that was a lot of information for me. Yeah. I was overwhelmed. I would. I didn't do that to, to hear the glory. 
you know, or the positive attributes. It was more about getting information. Right. And what was so great, they all asked the same question about about themselves. Sure, sure. And we had a great time rediscovering who we are. Well, now, those of you who are listening who sort of shy away from wanting to get together with all of your old buddies or some of your old buddies because you're, maybe you're a little shy, she does have an alternative to the uh, crew activity. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one-on-one, right? Yeah. One-on-one works for those people who feel that this is a little bit too overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, I'm an extrovert off the chart. Yeah. Uh, but for those people kind of shy, you can talk to an old friend, somebody who you trust. Not necessarily somebody that you know now quite well, but find somebody in high school or elementary school, if you want to go back that far, and just have a conversation with them to jog them. It could be a, f- a family member, too. Ah, okay. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody from school. Okay. Well, now, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapy. My main office is in the Tubala Plaza Building, Suite 300, in Balakinwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments or 610-660-7710 for general information. Stay tuned for our return with author Barbara Collins. It's your turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Talking about fun and exciting ways to help you discover the true you and create the career you deserve. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. Again, you're listening to Wellness, Wellness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. On January 13, 2007, the show will move to 9 a.m. because we will be simulcast on an international Internet station. You can still hear us on WWDB, but at 9 a.m. Today we're talking with author Barbara Collins. It's your term, term, 
I don't think it's term. It's your turn. Find your authentic self and go fetch it. Okay, can you explain for uh, for our listeners what you mean by getting out of your comfort zone and why it's important? Uh, one of the activities that I find is helpful um, is to put ourselves in situations that feel very uncomfortable. You know why? Because it pushes us, and it's, it pushes us to dig deeper because it's so uncomfortable that what surfaces is new information about ourselves. If you stay in a comfort zone all the time, we get very, very um, used to a safe feeling. It almost inspires complacency. Right. That's the word I was looking for. It inspires complacency. And complacency sort of dulls the senses. Mm. Getting out of your comfort zone, you really feel life and you really feel more of who you are. Uh, one of my old professors used to put us in our put us in comfort zones in our uncomfortable zones a lot. <laughs> you have that skill yes. also, as I recall. <laughs> yes, and it was in our graduate work because he felt, how are you going to coach and counsel people if you haven't delved into your own life of of looking at who you really are? So getting out of your comfort zone pushes you. And I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to this. Oh, yes. Uh, people that have taken journeys and trips in places that are very challenging, uh, jumping out of planes, doing things that are just seem so fearful that, you know, determine your courage. People have learned so much more about themselves. And I can even bring it uh, back to something as basic as taking a course mm -hmm. after 10, 15 years. Yeah. That's out of your comfort zone, but you learn so much more about yourself. And can I add this about your comfort zone? Mid what I, my journey is a typical journey of finding out who I am through a midlife second phase of my life. It's a normal developmental process that people go through. There are 81 million baby boomers today that are probably experiencing that nudge of wanting to be whole. Mm. And what I'm finding is that if you read magazines today, books uh, about people, you will hear and read about people that are changing careers drastically. Yeah. And that is part of the midlife nudge that Kathleen Brahoney talks about her book in Awakening at Midlife, talks about getting out of the middle, you know, the transition from the first phase to the second phase. The mm -hmm. middle, <laughs> the transition phase is terrifying, mm -hmm. you know, for some people. It's like, what am I going to do now? Well, a lot about what you're hearing from radio shows and TV shows of baby boomers, and, you know, baby boomers can be anywhere from 40 on up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a little bit earlier, but people are questioning how to do this, and one of the ways... One of the activities I talk about uh, is getting out of your comfort zone to try something that you've never tried before, but you may have some interest in it, to learn something more about who you are. And this doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. But yeah. it's a fun process. You know, I don't like the term crisis because no. it, it, I look at it as a midlife opportunity. Yes, that's right. Certainly a positive thing. Oh, yeah. And it, when yeah. you mentioned spelunking, I thought that was so wonderful. Uh, I don't think 
well, I don't know, maybe there are people who think of doing something like that, <laughs> but I don't think there are a whole lot of them, and I was very pleased and impressed <laughs> and so proud to know that you Thank did you. that. <laughs> and yes, flunking is cave climbing. I mean, for my friends who know who I am, that would be the furthest <laughs> thing from their minds. Um, but it was put upon me by, you know, by determination from my graduate work, but it still was a wonderful activity that I look back now. And also, um, another comfort getting out of my comfort zone was auditioning for my first TV commercial. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, Parthenia. <laughs> I was terrified. <sighs> but I was taking the clues from my high school friends. I said, well, if I liked this in high school, and I remember after high school raising my kids and all that, I always loved the movies. I always loved the theater, you know, as an adult. So anyway, so getting out of my comfort zone was saying, okay, let me check this out. Checking it out, Parthenians, I say in my book, is doing the work for rediscovery. I mean, it's all well and good reading my book and going to workshops and smiling and saying, well, that's nice. But I'm very active-oriented. means that you've got to do something or else you won't get the information. It doesn't mean that's what you're going to end up doing for your second career. But at least check it out. You also um, referred to a Les Brown, a Les Brown quote: uh, "When you need faith in yourself, just ride on someone else's faith in you." Oh yes, I thought that was so wonderful. And I sure did. Yeah. When I was um, sort of inspired to go for my first TV commercial uh, from my daughter and my friend Kim, I had to ride on their faith. They believed that I could do this. They said they need older, well, they didn't say old, well, they older. <laughs> now we say mature women. Yeah. <laughs> and because the baby boomer industry was increasing, and they needed people on TV commercials that looked like mature people. As you know, that's all you see now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in 1991, when I showed up for my first TV commercial, I had to ride on their faith. I was shaking like a leaf. Uh, and my therapist at that time, and I'm not saying that everybody needs a therapist. I, For me, I, I was still working on feeling worthy to do this. And she said, you're loving yourself. This is part of loving Barbara. Well, now, you know, this little bit of time has just zipped by oh, so fast goodness. that I now have to ask you for a very brief chunk of words of <laughs> wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners until we have you back. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. Um, the quick words of wisdom, Parthini, would be to go fetch it uh, and do it now. Very good. Do it now. Find out who you really are now. Life is but a dress rehearsal, and this is your only chance. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And we must have you back. You stay well, and thank you so much for sharing all of this with us this morning. Right, and can people know where they can get my book? Oh, yes, give them give them. Very important. On my website, www.drdrbarbaracollins.com. And my book is also available on Amazon.com. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Parthenia. Take care. Had a great time. All righty, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, now it is time for our herb of the day. 
Uh, the herb of the day is catnip, and the part used medicinally are its leaves. Um, some of the phytochemicals are alpha, humulene, camphor, catrell. Uh, some of the nutrients are calcium, chromium, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, silicon, and zinc. Uh, it lowers fever, uh, dispels gas and aids in digestion and sleep, relieves stress, stimulates the appetite, good for anxiety, colds, and flu, inflammation, pain, and stress. The asana for the day was Janosir's asana, and uh, the benefits uh, we'll talk about next week as I'm getting the wrap-up signal. Uh, just remember that on January 13th, the show will move to 9 a.m. Uh, you're, uh, we invite you to participate in our blog, Wellness, Wholeness, Wisdom. AMA 60 is WWDB Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley's only money talk radio. Radio. I'm Karen Stewart. Big decisions for NASA today. Officials meeting this morning to decide about whether to fuel the space shuttle for another launch tonight. The weather has been the problem for the past couple of days. The odds are it's not going to happen. The shuttle's mission this time around is to make a crew change on the International Space Station and to do some rewiring there. Every launch scrub, like the one that happened on Thursday night, cost the space agency about a half million dollars.